Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, folks, here we are, hour number two of the broadcast, still to come. Uh, we are going to have this very serious discussion about what has happened tragically, very tragically, with Naomi Judd. She has passed away, and the circumstances are, are very, very sad. I first want to tell you about a breaking news story. And I, I want you to be encouraged by the story. This is just an example of the profound anti-Christian fervor in this country from leftists. You're going to hear this story and you're going to think, this, this makes no sense at all. This is the way leftist thinking is. It's not even thinking, it's feeling, it's ranting, it's raving, it's raging against any vestige of Christianity. And this is why the Supreme Court has slapped back. And you need to know how significant it is because they have slapped back with a unanimous ruling on this particular issue. What is the issue? Headline on this, Supreme Court says Boston was wrong to refuse Christian flag. Let me just say, (laughs) and some people are immediately, you can hate on me all you want. I cannot imagine pledging myself to a Christian flag. What's the point? I don't get it. Maybe I'm missing something. But I respect people's rights to do that. You can do whatever you want. Nonetheless, Supreme Court has ruled unanimously the city of Boston violated the Constitution when it refused to let a local organization fly a Christian flag in front of City Hall. So what's the background on this? The case had religious overtones, but ultimately it was fundamentally about free speech rights. The court said the city created a public forum open to all comers when it allowed organizations to use a flagpole in front of City Hall for commemorative events. Anybody, everybody, right? Except for Christians. Denying the same treatment for the Christian flag was a violation of free expression, according to the court. It's a ruling... That's a victory for a group called Camp Constitution, which says part of its mission is to enhance understanding of the Christians of the country's Judeo-Christian heritage. The group wanted to raise a flag because a Latin cross during a one-hour event that would include speeches about Boston's history from local clergy. That would be a very interesting thing to take part in, don't you think? 
The founder, Harold Shirtliff, applied to use one of three flagpoles in front of City Hall. Two of them are for the flags of the U.S. and the state of Massachusetts. The city makes the third available to private organizations that conduct commemorations in the plaza in front of the building to celebrate the community's diversity. Remember I've said to you before, the people who believe in diversity, most of them, they love diversity for everything except for Christians. I mean, they'll even, some of these folks will even celebrate diversity for child molesters. I know it sounds like a little bit of an exaggeration, but they'll, they'll celebrate any kind of diversity. But diversity of thought, diversity of values, that's another story. So the guy who runs this organization, when he sees he is denied the right to wave his flag in front of City Hall, he goes to court. He sued. Boston said the choice of flags on the third poll was an expression of the city's views. Really? The city's views? Flying the Christian flag would amount to an unconstitutional government endorsement of religion. What a nitwit. Only an idiot would say this. You know, I I try to be respectful of all folks here. There are just some things that are just stupid. How does this amount to an endorsement of religion when you've made the flagpole available to everybody? And you're going to come, well, this is establishment of religion. <laughs> but the Supreme Court said the city could not censor a religious message and what amounted to a kind of public forum. Allowing the Christian flag to fly would not be an unconstitutional government endorsement of religion because it would merely treat religious and non-religious views the same. Duh! Court records show the city exercised virtually no control over who could use the third flagpole. Isn't this interesting? They didn't care until a Christian flag was going to go up. In the 12 years before Camp Constitution's request, Boston approved 284. 284 flag-raising events. No record of any denials until we got to the Christian flag. The issue of whose whose viewpoint was being raised on the flagpole was the critical one. When the government is speaking for itself, it's immune from claims it violated free speech. But if it creates a public forum, it cannot discriminate against viewpoints. The court said, because slogans on car license plates are government speech, states can restrict the messages they bear. But it's ruled the federal government's grant of trademark protection is not government speech. So federal regulators cannot refuse to grant trademarks to offensive brand names. They cannot do it. This is amazing. And again, I'm encouraged by the fact the court decision here is unanimous. Liberal, conservative, it doesn't matter. Even the liberal justices recognize this is unconstitutional. Thank God. And again, I'm not interested in Christian flags. But I am interested in true equality. (laughs) His texture says, there's no such thing as a Christian nation with a Christian flag. Don't get me started. (laughs) You're on the same page I am with this. That's the part where I kind of check out. But again... I'm all for equality. 
all for equality. We're not going to have much time to go into this, but I want to set the table for the discussion anyway. One of the things I always say to you on this broadcast, and boy, do I run into so many dire situations, discouragement. I I mean, just this weekend, I I just want to read a text to you from, uh, this is someone I recently met who obviously fights discouragement, has, has gone through a series of homelessness. He had something bad happen to him last week. Here's what he said to me. People are effing blanks. This type of stuff makes me not want to live anymore. I'm tired of dealing with blanking blanks. I mean, it really did grab my attention. Makes me not want to live anymore. I'm thinking, wow. Something. And if I told you when this is over, you would think, what in the world? It was over something very minor. But I know this kid. I Just the time I've known him for a week or two. Dealt with homelessness, all kinds of other stuff. My heart goes out to him. Because he's right on the edge of just such discouragement, depression. We're going to talk about this issue and delve into Naomi Judd as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We're back on the broadcast. Still to come, we're going to talk about airline adventures. We'll discuss how friendly the skies are on a couple of fronts. What's happening on the ground in the business world, but also what's happening in the air. What some flight attendants want to do. I want to begin with a very serious subject. And that is the sad death of Naomi Judd. By the way, in terms of background, a lot of you don't know this. It, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of a laugh. I started my broadcasting career in the small town of Newark, Delaware. The only thing Newark was known for, there was a big Chrysler plant there. I think that may have shut down now. But Newark, Delaware, was a small university town. University of Delaware is there. Go Blue Hens. Ho, ho. What an exciting name for a team. Anyway, 
15 miles north of Newark, Newark, you got to make sure you say it right because not to be confused with Newark, New Jersey. 15 miles north was Wilmington. Another 15 miles north on 995 was Philadelphia. So we were in Philadelphia's market. I uh, learned how to do radio on this little small radio station where at the end of the day I turned the transmitter off. It was a daytime only station. Quite an experience. What I'm getting to, though, is my second job. When I moved to Kentucky, I had a choice between an adult contemporary station and a country music station. (laughs) The country music station paid more. I took the country music job. Believe it or not, I worked there for years. And it was during that time I got familiar with music from the Judds. I remember that song. Mama, he's crazy. Remember that song? I I would start to sing it. Mama, he's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I I could do these songs by heart. I was not a big country music fan. I think you ought to know. I really wasn't. By the way, there's these two guys that did parody songs, kind of like Weird Al. They did it with country music. They did one called Mama, He's Lazy. That was pretty funny. To the serious side, um, it was quality music. What the Judds put out. Just a wonderful mother and daughter combination. Yesterday, the late Naomi Judd, tearfully honored by her daughters, Ashley and Winona, at the Country Music Hall of Fame induction in Nashville. Prior to the ceremony, the sisters asked the medallion ceremony proceed as scheduled despite the death of the family matriarch one day prior. Saying, my mama loved you so much. She appreciated your love for her. I'm sorry she couldn't hang on until today. Oh my gosh. Your esteem for her and regard for her really penetrated her heart. Your affection for her that did keep her going these last few years. On Saturday, April 30th, and this is such a delicate issue, the sisters announced their mother had died at the age of 76, no exact cause of death revealed. They did share that she died of the disease of mental illness. When I saw that, I kind of thought, what? Mental illness? Then I kind of filled in the blanks and figured out what had actually happened. It's interesting. Other news accounts are more explicit in what has happened. We, we don't know the manner of death. But here is another story reporting on the death of Naomi Judd. Just one day before she was to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, along with her daughter Winona, Naomi Judd has died at the age of 76. She and Winona, known as the Judds, part of a corner of country music in the 80s, carved a special path for women. And then in the third graph here, they actually say it. I don't understand why other news agencies have not said it. Judd died by suicide. Winona and Ashley Judd issued a statement saying they lost their mother to the disease of mental illness. One longtime country music DJ, Stoney Richards, saying he just couldn't believe it. 
Naomi was such a strong woman, you'd never expect this to take her down. We never expect any of those things to take us down, but she leaves a great legacy. Two beautiful daughters, and again in this business, the music, the music lives on. By the way, Naomi had a life-threatening battle with hepatitis back in the early 90s, spent years in recovery from that. I want to take the opportunity to share this with you. Because, again, we just have no idea what some folks are actually dealing with. I first want to address, again, those of you who may be struggling with depression. First and foremost, please get some professional help. I'd also encourage you to have a have some people around you who genuinely love and care for you, safe people who you can share your heart with anytime without condemnation, who will love on you and be committed to you and looking out for you. You know, it's not either or, it's both. This is really, really important because this, I think the worst thing in this kind of situation with depression is solitude. You know, and I, and I, I don't exaggerate when I say this. I think it's literally deadly because I think the more isolated you are, the more dangerous this is. So... I want to encourage you, if you're in this place, especially if it's a sense of imminence, um, call 911 right now. In fact, they can direct you to someone who can come and talk with you and give you some immediate help, immediate assistance. For all others, someone you know who is struggling with depression like this, um, just love them above everything else. Love them. Then make sure that they are taking any medications and they are being straightforward with you about what's really going on in their lives. These are all very important things. And I just encourage you in general, just keep your eyes and your ears open. Just like you, you heard when I read you that partial message in the text. I pick up on things like that. As subtle as they may be, and I follow up, hey, are you okay? Watch, listen, because a lot of times people send clues, and we have no idea because we find ourselves surprised because sometimes we just don't pay attention. Another quick thing I want to share with you, Bridger Medlin, who gives carriage rides. I love Bridger, wonderful guy. He has a picture of a carriage ride. And uh, I can't do this justice for the break. I'm going to tell you about this coming up. Also an update on what's going on in the airline world as we continue. Stay with us.
Over on the text line, it's easy to indoctrinate a society into a certain belief system with disguise to something other than a religion. Make no mistake, the wokeism, cancel culture, combination of Darwinism, CRT, gender identity surrounding the LGBTQ community, government-sponsored religion is what it is. And the rainbow flag is its symbol. I've been corrected by someone I made reference earlier to the University of Delaware and the Blue Hens. This texter says, Vince, they are the fighting Blue Hens. As an alum, we use the full name. I stand corrected. By the way, my sister graduated from the University of Delaware. Add that to the equation. Um, I don't know what the reason is for this. Someone just said, you're such a good dude, Vince. You think so? (laughs) In response, we were sharing earlier about the importance of connecting with people, especially when we're aware they are struggling with issues like depression. Encourage everyone to pick up the phone and call friends instead of just texting. Oh, my goodness. I could go on for a while about that one. It's much easier to pick up signs of depression or sadness in the tone of one's voice as opposed to just reading words in a text. Yes, 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 yes. I really think this is one of the things that is destroying communication in America, the stupid text stuff. Don't get me wrong. I text a lot. Our preacher Vince preached on that yesterday, depression, suicide. You'd be surprised how the spirit moved yesterday, the people that came forward. Yeah, dealing with suicidal thoughts and depression. There's a lot of that out there. Vince, we just do not know what people are going through daily. Sometimes those with the biggest smiles, fighting the heaviest battles. Some of the biggest stars. I've been through some very stormy times in my life as well. But thank God I am still here. Rest in peace, Naomi. That is from Jeff. Thanks very much for your text. I wanted to share a post from Bridger Medlin who has a carriage ride business. He posted a picture, I believe, yesterday. And, of course, it was it was very, very tastefully done to not show who the person was because it was a child. Oh, my goodness, this one really got to me. The... What was taking place here? I'll just read what he posted. The child is 11 years old. She wanted to ride with me from the church in Charleston to the cemetery. We were carrying her mom. As we got closer, she asked me if we could take a longer ride because this is the last time she would ever get to be with her mama. Oh, my gosh. Heartbreaking, my friends. Hug the ones you love now. Mmm. Does that not just register in your heart and soul? 11-year-old. Lost her mom. She wants a longer ride. The last time she would be with her. Oh, man. I told you we would talk about a couple of other stories before we go. Some important news to update you on. Relating to the aviation world. As you know, I am an aviation nerd. 
So I'm going to torture you with aviation stories from time to time. I think they will be of interest. One of them, as you know, Spirit Airlines was the target of a takeover bid by JetBlue. Well, we've learned today officially. It's out now. Spirit Airlines has officially rejected this offer from JetBlue, clearing the way for a merger with Frontier. You remember Frontier made the first offer. Spirit's board of directors rejected that revised buyout offer from JetBlue, throwing its full weight behind the merger with Frontier. In a statement today, the board said it unanimously determined JetBlue's enhanced proposal was not superior to its deal with Frontier and not reasonably capable of being consummated. Basically, they're saying this is not going to be approved by regulators, for one. We believe a combination of JetBlue and Spirit has a low probability of receiving antitrust clearance, so long as JetBlue's Northeast Alliance with American Airlines remains in existence. As you know, Spirit and many other airline and air travel constituencies have publicly opposed the the NEA on grounds it is anti-competitive. We struggle to understand how JetBlue can believe the Justice Department or a court will be persuaded JetBlue should be allowed to form an anti-competitive alliance that aligns its interests with a legacy carrier and then undertake an acquisition that will eliminate the largest ultra-low-cost carrier. I think they're probably right. Additionally, in a press release, Gardner said JetBlue's offer posed an unacceptable level of closing risk that would be assumed by spirit stockholders. JetBlue acknowledged the concerns. We've added financial protections for Spirit and their shareholders in the event the deal isn't approved by the government or in court. But that was not enough. This was a last-minute letter apparently sent today in hopes of saving this offer. So that goes down the drain, and it looks like Spirit and Frontier are likely to merge. Frontier, for its part, has not publicly commented on the latest developments. They announced plans to merge February of this year. And now it looks like the spotlight is back on that situation. Quickly, before we go, because time is running out, we told you American Airlines, among the last to bring alcoholic drinks, adult beverages, back to the main cabin. Now we have a request, because now there's a plan to phase in alcoholic beverage to economy class with potential new limitations. In a first-of-its-kind policy, the airline's flight attendants union, they want the airline to implement a two-drink maximum for all economy passengers. I wonder if this is going to float. They're trying to curb unruly and violent passenger incidents. We'll see how this is received. (laughs) Stay with us. On, On the home and all kinds of ideas for making it a wonderful place. Hmm, would that be home and garden? Oh, no. I was trying to avoid using one of the words in it, which would be Good Housekeeping magazine. Got it. Good housekeeping. 1918, this company bought Chevrolet. In fact, the entire company. 
and put it under their umbrella. What is the name of that big company? Is that General Motors? General Motors yep. is absolutely correct. 1919. It's pretty amazing to think how you can go from the Wright Brothers to what happened in 1919 where regular people were able to move around at a faster pace. What started in 1919? Uh, oh. I gave you a big hint with which guy? the Wright Brothers. Oh, obviously flying. Planes. Okay, who can fly oh. in 1919? Uh I'm stumped, Vince. I don't know this one. Passenger air travel started oh. in 1919. God, I feel like a, a dummy. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You no reason to feel that way at all. 1933, it's one of those myths that just won't seem to go away. It's kind of like Bigfoot. This is a uh, creature that is in the water. It was discovered, allegedly spotted for the first time in 1933. What was this thing? Is this the Loch Ness Monster? The Loch Ness Monster is yeah. correct. 1945. We have a couple of surrenders going on. These troops surrendered to allies in Italy and to the Russians in Berlin. Is this Germany? German troops. You're absolutely correct. All right. 1970. Anti-war protests got to be pretty bad at this school in Ohio. They ended up bringing in the National Guard, and you know what happened later on? Which school was this in Ohio? Oh, Vince. Oh, this is on it's the right tip on of my the tongue. tip of your tongue, isn't it? really it? is. Um, can we come back to that one? Uh, at the very end? I was about to say, we'll skip. Okay. We only have one more question. This is an easy one. 2011, he's the man thought to be behind the 9-11 attacks. He was killed by American forces in Pakistan on this day in 2011, 11 Os years ago. Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden is correct. Do you want to try again with the protests <clears throat> in Ohio? It's still not coming back to me, Vince. Why don't you give it to me? I'll give it to you. It's Kent State Kent University. State. Of course. That's where they had the anti-war protests, and that did not go very well at some point. All right, we're going to have a little fun here. This is a story reported by Breitbart. When I saw this, I thought this guy really needs some help. A Japanese man who married an actual hologram says he can no longer communicate with his virtual partner. He's a school administrator. This really scares me. This guy works with kids. Okay. <laughs> Akihiko... Kondo is his name. He identifies with, and here's your vocabulary word, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to quiz you on this. He identifies as a fictosexual. He shocked the world when he betrothed himself to a hologram named Hatsune Miku, which AFP described as an animated 16-year-old with saucer eyes and lengthy aquamarine pigtails. Despite his family's approval, Disapproval, I should say. Kondo shelled out 2 million yen, which amounts to $17,600, on a formal ceremony at a Tokyo hall where 40 guests were in attendance, while Miku was presented in the form of a stuffed doll. Mm. When at home, Kondo interacted with Miku via a $2,800 cylindrical desktop device. Despite having been married to Miku for four years, Kondo said he and his 
beloved have reached an impasse. Now the company which provided it with artificial intelligence and communication skills, are you ready for this? Will cease all services. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what has changed for Kondo since his wedding ceremony? He can no longer enjoy conversations with the character. As the company developed the service, terminated it in March 2020, saying the limited production model had run its course. Despite the setback, Kondo asserts his love for Miku has not changed. I held the ceremony because I thought I could be with her forever. It's not that people can't live in society because they're engrossed in a two-dimensional world, but rather, there are cases where people become captivated as they search for a place for themselves in video games and anime because reality is too painful for them. I was one of those people. Glad he's being honest about this. By the way, a fictosexual is identified as one who's sexually attracted to fictional characters. So, there's your vocabulary word. By the way, this company issued more than 3,700 marriage certificates for unions just like this. So, just thought you ought to know. Our time is up. Have a great day. God bless you. Adios. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.